a good coach asks you the questions that you haven't been asking yourself and forces you, well, there's no such thing as force, however, addresses the questions that we each need to ask ourselves and haven't, we might've been too busy to think about it. We're too upset to think about it, you know, or we don't even know what we should be thinking about. The coach knows, a good coach knows what questions to ask you. Serial entrepreneurista Leslie Grossman's vision is a world where gender equity is a given and not a goal. Leslie is Courtney and my business coach, and she has helped lead us through the challenges and exciting opportunities that we've had over the years. She presents women's leadership programs, workshops, and conferences worldwide that have helped thousands of women take the next best step in their journey. We're so excited to share her knowledge and amazing expertise with our entrepreneurista community. You're about to hear Leslie's best tips for networking and building relationships that can take your business to the next level and learn more about our newest offering in partnership with Leslie, Entrepreneurista Circles. Coming up, Leslie shares what it means to have an advisory board and how to find the right people for yours. Why trusted relationships are at the core of everything women do. How to host a conference and the best tactics to sell through brand sponsorships. Leslie shares what your business can really achieve by having the right coach. And finally, how you can become part of our Entrepreneurista Circles. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Leslie, we are so excited to sit down with you and have a conversation. This has been a long time in the making. And for our listeners as a background, Leslie has been our business coach, myself and Courtney for the past, how many years has it been? Seven, eight years? Yeah. Basically since we started Social Fly and Leslie, you have just been such an inspiration for us, a wealth of knowledge and a resource for us. And we can't wait to have a conversation with you today so you can share with everyone you know, how your business that you are running now came to be and really the, the evolution of, of your career. So thank you so much for, for taking the time to be with us today. I am delighted and so honored to be working with both of you for such a long time. And, but you know, the whole thing is, is you, you both have created a business that has evolved into many things. And that's what's exciting about being an entrepreneurista. Yes. And you're a serial entrepreneurista because your coaching business and, and leadership training was not the business that you started in. You have quite the incredible background and backstory. I would love if you could share with us your journey as an entrepreneurista and what brought you to where you are today. Well, thanks for that question. First of all, I'm going to make it as concise as I can, because at this point in my life, you can imagine I've gone through quite a few things and I've, unlike some, I've actually had, well, I'm going into my fifth business. And now the, the evolution really started when I was in college because I was a, 
major in psychology and business, right? And I immediately want, knew I wanted to go into advertising and PR. That was my first iteration, right? So I started working for somebody else. But I realized along the way that I really like to be my own boss. I didn't like people telling me what to do. And so at the age of 24, I started my first business, a one-person public relations company. That I did, and I really didn't know how to grow up bigger. I think that often, I didn't have any help, right? We all need help, but I didn't realize it back then. And so the first thing I did was when I got an offer from when a client went to work for a bigger agency, I got an offer and I ended up going there for Mm. 10 years. That's where I learned how to really run a business. And so those 10 years contributed to me. Then when I opened up my next firm, I knew how to really make profit, right? Then I was smarter because I started joining organizations Mm -hmm. and because I looked at what my boss did and I started to build a network of support and I hired a coach. And those were all the things that helped me grow that business into what it ultimately became. So that was, I'd say, the first half of my career, right? And the interesting thing, though, while that was going on, I was also going for my master's in coaching. I was at NYU, but I, I dropped it because I was too busy with my career. Well, now we look forward, and now what I'm doing now goes all the way back to what I got training in a long time ago. So it really is very interesting when you look at that. How did you decide you wanted to be a coach? Okay, well, at that again, I'll tell you what happened next, which will tell you why I decided that. So, you know, after 9-11 and the dot-com crash, my company was affected very badly by it. And that was when I started to think, what do I really want to do with my life? What do I care about? And I realized that I really cared about women and helping women grow their businesses because I realized that there were a lot of mistakes I made along the way, and I didn't want other people to make the same mistakes I made. And so one of my clients happened to be a major corporation, and that corporation wanted to get more women as clients. And I went to them with an idea. And the idea was to create a conference for women entrepreneurs. And and they, I was going to do just one in New York, but they told me, well, if you're going to do it, Leslie, you're going to have to do one in every major city, five. And I said, we can do it. Of course, I had no idea how we were going to do that. But entrepreneurs just figure that out, right? Yes, we do. (laughs) But not alone. I had an advisory board. I went to my the organization I was very active in, I got the help I needed and we did it. So for 10 years, I did conferences around the country. That's then they were all about leadership and management for women entrepreneurs, but a lot of executives showed up too. And so I realized what we were teaching was relevant to all women in business. That's what led me into the coaching, Courtney, to answer your question, was that I realized then I learned so much from the people that I was hiring to be at this conference. And I said, I really love the idea of helping women one-to-one. And that's when I decided to become a coach, got certified and started uh, working individually and in groups, which is actually where I met both of you Yes, in the group that I was leading. And that that's how that came to be. And here I am, I grew the businesses And I just, I've never been happier with the work because I know 
that I couldn't have grown my businesses without the help of others, both organizations as well as coaching, and also being in a group of women that support each other, a circle. Yes. <laughs> We're going to talk about later. But so that's really how I evolved to where I am today. You mentioned that you had an advisory board to go to. How did you build your advisory board and who was on it at the time? Well, I started with the women that I knew and had grown relationships with through the organization that I was a member of. Because of being in that organization, I really built strong relationships. And, you know, I really think, and I, I know both of you agree, that relationships are at the core of everything that we do, trusted relationships. And it is about helping each other. It's always that collaborative. So I went to those women that I had met I had been a member of the fashion group. I had been the member of Nabo. There was no entrepreneurista then, but if I were living it now, and I am already, I am a member of So I think that that is where the opportunity lies to build those relationships. And those were the women that I went to, also clients, certain clients I went to and asked if they would be on my advisory board. And so really reaching out in every direction. A lot of our entrepreneurs want to build an advisory board, but sometimes they're not sure, you know, how to structure it and what it really means to have an advisory board. So can you share what the structure of your advisory board looks like? Was it formal? Was it informal? How did you determine how to structure it? Any learning lessons you can share and what you would recommend for someone who's looking to structure their advisory board now? Sure. I would say that look for people that are different that have different things to contribute, that have different experiences, both either as executives or as entrepreneurs. And then you don't have an, an advisory board unless you're willing to really listen to them. Mm -hmm. This is not about you getting on the platform and talking about yourself. It is being willing to be honest about your challenges and what they could possibly help you with. And also you want people in your advisory board that are who are willing to make introductions to other people because you we have to be continually go, growing those relationships and having more and more people that we can both contribute to as well as they can contribute to you. So you want to have people that are not going to be kind of people that are just they're on it because they want to build their own name. They really want to help you, but they're also willing to make introductions for you. So those are some of the things. And then you have regular meetings on a, not too, too many, but maybe, you know, maybe four a year at the most. And you really know you have an agenda and you very much structured. You don't want to ever have people feel you're wasting their time. So those are some guidelines. And did you pay your advisory board or offer equity? What have you seen works really well? And, and what are advisors typically interested in? Yeah, well, that that's kind of been changing that whole how you take care of your advisory. I'm on an advisory board right now, which I have stock in the in the company. When I formed it, I had something that I could involve people in. So I told them, for instance, they would be invited to every conference I did. They would not have to pay to go, right? They would, I would periodically give them an opportunity to speak and it would be a place for them to get introductions also. I was going to help them, give them a platform. So I did not pay them in that particular. So I think you have to look to how are you going to give back to them in some way. And stock, of course, is one way, but it doesn't have to be. It depends on the situation. 
And do you have any recommendations for, I guess, how to structure all of the meetings that you're having with your advisor? Should you bring everyone together per quarter? Do you meet with your advisors individually once a month? What's the best way to structure the advisory board? Right. Well, now in our case, what I did was because I was doing conferences in every city, I actually had an advisory board in every city. Those people I only met with once a year. I was based in New York, so I had my New York major. Those people, I think we did a formal meeting. At the beginning, we probably met three times. And then as it went on, we only met once a year. However, there was a group. It was kind of, well, what I call now with my own business, the inner circle, so to speak. And that was made up of about five people that were so committed to what I was doing. And I was so committed to what they were doing that we met regularly. And that was sometimes one-to-one phone calls, as well as meeting together as a group. We'd go out to lunch together. Those were the days when we could do that. And we will be doing that again. (laughs) But so that's how, does that answer your question? Yes. No, that's, that's definitely super helpful. And I have some questions about just the logistics of a conference. So recently someone at Social Fly came to us and had this idea to start a Social Fly conference. What, for anyone thinking about starting their own conference or big event, what are some things that we should be considering and thinking about before we embark on, on something like this? Well, be very clear on who your audience is what the competition is out there for you and whether you can make yours unique in some ways to start off. And then you have to be prepared. It's going to be a live conference, which I look forward to, don't you? I mean, (laughs) yes, we need to bring people back together again. You really have to be prepared for an investment of money in it. And you're either going to have to do that with sponsors by getting the sponsorship money that you need up front to do that. And I always believe that we, I always hired an outside company to do the production so that we, and and one person to coordinate all of that. You can focus on what you're really good at. Like in my case, I put all the speakers together. I put the content together because that was what I was good at, but I had somebody else orchestrating everything else. So I think that it is, I think it's a good thing to do and people are going to be hungry for that very soon. That is a really great tip. Focus on what you are really great at and outsource and bring in the right people and the right vendors to do what what they're great at. I would love if you can talk through a little bit about your tactics in order to get sponsors, because a lot of our entrepreneurs are looking for sponsors, not just for events, but for brand partnerships and collaborations. What did you find was, you know, some of the best tactics that worked for you to get in the door and then to sell through some of these partnerships? Okay. Well, that's a, it's a complicated process, depending upon what kind of business you have, it's kind of unique for each one. I think that the way to go, again, I'm going to go back to relationships. This is why relationships are so important and and possibly an advisory board, either a formal one or an informal one, because we don't know all the people or the companies that could be our sponsors or partners, right? But other people that think the most of us and our businesses, they do. So you, we need to have other people that are willing to stand for us. And they're only going to do it when they believe in you and they are as passionate about what you're doing 
as, as you are. So that is the number one thing. It's very hard to get sponsors either with companies that you don't know or nobody that you know knows them. That's the number one thing. So you've got to have that circle around you, you know, and uh, which, by the way, is the name of my newest company. I think you, you both know that, that I'm soon called Circle Leadership. So we all need a circle of people around us. And it can be in the different kinds of circles that all come together. I like to say in a solar system of people. But spon- you know, finding those sponsors and partnerships, that is the way you do it. It's not always you, but it's people that know you and trust you. And they could be clients. They could be advisory board members, they could be friends. They're often people that you know from organizations that you've been active in. That's why organizations are so important. And I've always felt that way long before Entrepreneurista even, you know, was born. So and and going back really, I mean, this leads into why we started the Entrepreneurista League and now our our circle community with you with our Entrepreneurista circles, which we'll definitely chat more about. But Courtney and I, when we started Social Fly, the first thing we did was we got a recommendation to join a networking organization. And we joined right away and met some of our like closest business contacts and, and friends to this day who we still have great relationships with. And we could call up or text and, and easily get an intro to anyone we needed in their network now. And these are relationships going back 10 years ago when we first started Social Fly. And from that group, we joined an organization, which is how we met you. And through that organization ended up working together, you know, one-on-one or two-on-one with you as our coach for, for the past many, many years. And then Courtney and I joined other organizations where, you know, there was benefits of being in the organization to help get press and media for your business. So when we started the league, we wanted to take all of the best parts of every organization we had been in over the years that really helped us grow our business and our leadership ability and really put it all under one roof, which is now the the Entrepreneurista League. And we're so excited to be now launching our Entrepreneurista coaching circles with you because so many of the women in our Entrepreneurista community have been reaching out to us saying they're looking for even more, you know, one-on-one support or group support. And I've made so many introductions and referrals to you already, Leslie, because I tell everyone who reaches out, I sent you another intro today. I tell everyone, you know, we worked with Leslie over the years and that you've helped us so much in our business and thinking through big decisions. And for Courtney and I learning how to work really well and communicate together, especially when you know, dividing out responsibilities in the business. So we're, I'm always referring and singing your praises. And we were like, wait a second, we need to bring this all to the community because they're asking for it. So we are so excited to now have entrepreneurista circles that will be led by you. And it's just super, super exciting to be able to offer this to, to all of our members. Yeah, I think it, it, I'm so glad that you are doing this because it is the, the heart of what every entrepreneurs to needs is a, a circle of support that they can count on every month that they're going to be together and they're going to have a chance to talk about their challenges and their opportunities and have a group to run it against because these circles are not you know are not just about the coach a good coach doesn't give all the answers and I don't even know if you always realize this but I ask a lot of questions 
And I, you know, a good coach has you think about the options and then you make the decision on what's the best thing for you after you weighed them and considered things. And that's kind of a hard thing to do if you're not, if you don't have a coach or you don't have a circle around you to have a voice in. So I think it's gonna be magical for everyone and also give them the chance to build their networks and their relationships with each other. And it's the magic of success for every entrepreneur. At Social Fly, we are on a mission to set a new standard for how brands communicate and resonate with women. So I have to ask, how were you able to get women to attend your conferences? What were your marketing strategies? Yeah, that's a very good question. And, and really, the marketing strategy was to reach women through where they are. And we had a multiple ways of doing it, including through women's organizations, so we worked very closely with women's organizations. And that's why our sponsors actually came in to our conference was because they knew that we were related to women's organizations and that's where the women were. So that was one of the key things and really always working with, even when, when I, because I had had a public relations agency and it was by the way, all women except for one man. We got a lot of those clients because we knew how to market to women. Women know how to market to women. And so the best agencies are those that are made up of women that have the freedom to use their talents that way. Leslie, I'd love if you could share a little bit more about what our Entrepreneurs League members can really expect to experience by joining an Entrepreneurs Circle with you. Okay, I'm happy to, to share that because I have had a lot of experience leading groups that sometimes they call the masterminds, you know, so some people may be familiar with that. And, you know, interesting, that concept started years and years ago, like maybe a hundred years ago in the book, Think and Grow Rich, which is kind of a Bible that's been republished. That's the first time the word mastermind was used. I don't like to use the word mastermind because the word master to me is mister, you know, and everything, let's face it, everything for the last hundred years was male focused. A Mrs. Mind. How about a Mrs. Mind? Yes. I like that. I like that. Uh, so anyway, we're, we're calling it circle and entrepreneurista circle. And the way it really works is once you join a circle. It's facilitated by a coach. The first one's going to be facilitated by me, but I am not the only, I know you think I'm the greatest coach in the world and I am a good coach, but I'm not the only great coach in the world. There are a lot of really great coaches and, and I know who they are. So what we do is come together once a month and everyone comes and brings what they want to talk about. What is an issue going on or what is a goal? What is an opportunity? And then we have a forum and I have a way that I facilitate that where everyone gets to speak and everyone also gets to ask each other questions to better understand what they're going through. Then we'll probably feature one or two of our entrepreneurs each month in a bigger way because we also want to not only solve problems, but give the opportunity for everyone to know each other's businesses so they can refer business to each other. Because this is a great source of referral, right? Absolutely. And so we're gonna be accomplishing a lot in these circles. It'll be 
really being focused on growing your business, addressing your challenges, making the most of opportunities, and also getting to know each other better so that you can be talking in between and we'll be assigning people to talk to each other in between the meetings. So it won't just end with one meeting. It will go on throughout the month. So that kind of gives you an idea of how it's going to work. I'm going to be the one to also hold everyone accountable. If they say, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to make a note of it and they're going to promise to get it done by such. And then the next meeting, they'll tell us how it turned out. So that will be part of it as well. Yes, we are so excited for the launch of Circles. Courtney, I cut you off as usual, right? <laughs> it's okay. I was going to say the same thing. I'm so excited. And one of the reasons why I'm so excited is because, as Stephanie mentioned, we have joined a lot of entrepreneur groups over the course of, of running Social Fly, and we always got so much out of it. And a lot of the groups do have similar formats, and what makes the group so special are the people in it. And I am just so excited for anyone to go through the entrepreneurs to circles because of the impact it can make on your business and not only in your business and your personal life too, because a lot of what's going on in your business also bleeds into your personal life and having people to talk to is just so, so important. I always think of sessions with you, Leslie, as therapy sessions. <laughs> and I always feel so much better after. Yeah. So. Well, that, that's good. I'm glad you feel better, but I, I am not, a, I, I was a, you're not a therapist. I'm I'm not a therapist. We, we do behind the scenes call you our business therapist. Okay. okay. That's, that's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, when women are looking for a coach, is there something in particular that you believe they're really searching for? Well, women look for a business coach for a number of reasons. You know, they might feel stuck and they, they just feel stuck. And so having a coach gets you unstuck because a good coach asks you the questions that you haven't been asking yourself and forces you, well, there's no such thing as force, however, addresses the questions that we each need to ask ourselves and haven't, we might've been too busy to think about it. We're too upset to think about it, you know, or we don't even know what we should be thinking about. The coach knows, a good coach knows what questions to ask you. And I guess that's why sometimes people do think of it as therapy, only because it is really getting someone to go inside, a business owner to go inside and say, what's stopping me from doing this? Or what are my choices? Or what could I have done differently? Questions like that. And why not do that now? What's stopping you from trying that now? You know, those are the kinds of questions that often we as business owners, and I know this because I had a, I've had a coach for so many years myself, you know, I, the Women's Leadership Exchange, I never would have created that without my coach, quite frankly. He did, it was a he at that time, I've had female and male coaches. He didn't give me the idea. The idea was in there with me, but he helped me pull it out and see that how important it was to me. To the point that I said, I'm going to make that into a business. I just had a flashback of a year and a half ago when the three of us were on a Zoom like this early on in the pandemic. And we were talking about, you know, all of these things we wanted to do with social flying, with entrepreneurista, and we wanted to launch DigiCards. And we, you know, sat down together on Zoom and you asked us a lot of these questions so we could work through a plan. And you gave us that like, ah, like, okay, we're only going to be able to do this and execute if Courtney and I do what we do best, which is dividing and conquering. And, and because of that meeting, 
that is now why we have the Entrepreneurista League and we're launching circles because we've been able to, you know, separate our responsibilities and focus to be able to execute. So Leslie, you might be the reason why the Entrepreneurista League exists now. <laughs> well, if that's the case, it makes me so happy. I, I had a small part. You know, I asked the right question. Okay. <laughs> but you know, it is interesting because I think whether you are a solopreneur on your own and you don't have a partner, that that creates certain problems and mm -hmm. challenges. But also when you have partners, you have different challenges. So, you know, it doesn't matter. And if you're in a business with a friend or a significant other, that's another challenge. By the way, my husband and I tried to go into business when we were very young together and I knew we were gonna get divorced if we did it. Like yeah. about three months into it, we said, this is not working, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I didn't have a coach helping me, by the way, with that. Or maybe we could have made it work, you know, because you need somebody from the outside that kind of comes in and helps you separate or see what you're not seeing. Because we all we, we all feel we're right, right, about all things. It's very hard with two people. We have to kind of separate and see, well, who's right about that? Who's right about that? What works? It might not even be about being right. It's just what's the most effective. Looking back at your career and your, your entrepreneurista journey, is there something you wish you could go back in time and tell your younger self? Yes. I think that I would tell my younger self, don't worry, your marriage can survive this. And you can have a family, just be patient and stick to being the kind person and a listener. Always be listening, not be the one that always has to be in charge everywhere. Because sometimes we entrepreneurs want to be in charge of everything. I would also say, you're very lucky you found the right husband, which I did. And I think for any entrepreneurista, that is not married and wants to keep going, having the right man or woman as your partner, really a supportive person who's willing to share in the responsibility of the family, if you're gonna have a family or the home and really supports you in your career is really, really important. And that was one of the things I guess I was worried about as a young person, you know, cause I did start my first business when I was 24. So I think that who you choose to, you do choose to have a partner, making sure that that person is someone who believes in you and will be supportive of you and will share in the responsibilities of a family if you decide that's what you want. So I, that's the advice I would have given my younger That's son. really great advice. And actually something that I think it was Katie from Rodent and Field, she shared the same thing that, that choosing, you know, your partner outside of work is, is very, very important. So for the single ladies out there, the single entrepreneurs, myself included, what should, what are some qualities that you would recommend that women look for in, in today's world? <laughs> How do you spot who's not good for you? If you are a very career-driven entrepreneurista. I would look for a partner that is as interested in your career as, as their own and somebody who listens is a good listener, or at least you can teach them to become a good listener. Can you? Can you? No. <laughs> I don't know. My husband and I went away for, to a, 
a three-day workshop. It wasn't a couples workshop. It was actually a leadership workshop, but we really learned how to listen to each other there. Me too, because, you know, we sometimes tell the males that they don't listen well, but sometimes we women don't listen either. So I would say the listening, the willing to talk about things. Another quality I think that is very important in a partner is a sense of humor, because we we can't take life so seriously, right? We need to be able to laugh at things and not make everything like the mountain into the molehill. So sense of humor through it all is really, really important. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. That's why I married a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you did. Very important. Leslie, you have had such an incredible entrepreneurista journey, as you mentioned, several different businesses and in every business you've learned so much and are making such an impact, helping so many women. Can you point to one thing or maybe two that you're just most proud of to date? I know it's hard to pick one. (laughs) That's why I said maybe two. (laughs) Yes, I would have to say that creating the Women's Leadership Exchange, which was the conference program that I did for 10 years in 85, we did 85 conferences. The reason I'm proud of that is because we had, we really impacted, I mean, at each conference, we got like 500 to one, we even had 900 women. Wow. And the fact that we could have a positive impact, just one day, a one day conference with the speakers on so many different areas, and that helped them I am really, really proud of that. And, and that's, you know, kind of why what my next thing is going to be some, it's not a conference, but it's something that will impact thousands of women. And that's at this point in my life, I love doing one-to-one coaching. I love leading the groups and I will continue to do that, but to be able to impact hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, that's, that to me just makes me feel like my life was worthwhile in addition being the mom to my kids and all that. All right, Leslie, this is our fun new segment we've been doing that you didn't get any prep for in advance. We're going to do a few rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that comes to your mind, first, first thought, who do you admire the most? Who do I admire the most? Ooh, that is another hard one. I would say right now, The person that immediately came to mind is Amanda Gorman, the the poet who who presented at the inauguration Mm -hmm. and now, and she's been on the cover of Vogue and all of that. I just think she is a great example of a young woman with so much potential. And I think all young women have that same potential. And I think by seeing her, she's such a great role model to everyone. So that's what comes to mind. What song would you say sums you up the best? Oh, the first thing that came to mind was Love Makes the World Go Round. That's a good one. (laughs) All right. Would you rather send a text or call someone? Text. (laughs) (laughs) I used to like to talk, but now it's less time. (laughs) Are you a paper planner or a Google Calendar person? A little bit Google, a lot paper. All right. Instagram or Facebook? Oh, Instagram. Favorite leadership book? The, my favorite leadership book is called The One Thing. And I uh, read it every year. 
And I've been following that principle because of <laughs> what you taught me this year. <laughs> How would your friends and family describe you in three words? They would describe me as excited, exuberant, generous. Finally, do you have a hidden talent? Ooh, a hidden talent. Very good at Scrabble. <laughs> mm. Did you ever get into like words with friends on the phone? A little bit at one time, but you know, I just, I'm so busy with work. I don't I know. <laughs> it's, it's better. It's better. Better you don't get addicted to those games. I went through that phase and just got to delete it all. <laughs> all right. Back to our, our regularly scheduled questions, <laughs> Leslie. Do you have a favorite mantra or quote that defines your life or your work ethic? Well, actually, I do have one that I have up, and it happens to be Amanda Gorman from her poem, which I have here. I'm going to read it, if you don't mind, because it, yes, it, is right, it is right here. It's always in front of me. And where did I put it? Here it is. Here it is. You might recall it. And she said, and this is, I think, the end of the poem in particular, for there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. And I love that because I think that we all need to be courageous and about so much. If we're courageous and we, we can just have all that light, we can have all we want. It's when we are frightened and fearful that we don't achieve what we want. And that, that's always the light. That's the light. I couldn't agree more. I think we all have Everyone has a ton of potential and everything is about mindset and seeing what's the saying, the glass half full. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that doesn't mean you always need to be optimistic in every situation, but just reminding yourself that everything is temporary. You can change your mind, you can change your path and, and we all have choices, even mm -hmm. in the crazy world that we're living in today, we still have choices. Very well said. Very well said, Courtney. Those are words of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. So outside of work, what do you like to do? Well, I like to go to the beach. I live in Connecticut now and there is a beach here and I, I really love the beach. I love the water. And so that is one. And I love to go for long walks and then talk with a friend and just enjoy the, the sky, the, the sun. All of that, I just find the most uplifting. And it also gives you a chance to think. You know, if you're walking by yourself or with someone else where you're bouncing ideas off, I think it's a great way to get clarity on things. You gave me a really great suggestion this past year to block out time on my calendar for myself to take care of myself. How, and it's, it's definitely helped me. How do you take care of yourself? Are there certain things that are important to you or certain ways that you manage your calendar to be sure that you're doing the best things for yourself, for your body, for your mind? Yeah, I'm so much better at giving advice. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. But, but I do. I have been getting better at it lately. For instance, I... Now I started a Pilates class. It's a Zoom, it's on Zoom and it's a private class, just me with the Pilates. And that, because I feel like I, you know, all of a sudden I felt like maybe I'm not as tall as I used to be. So I want to get back to my normal height. So, and we sit in chairs so long, right? We're on, 
we're not holding. So that is, I try to make time for myself, like I advised you, Stephanie, but I really have been trying not to work much during the weekend. That is the Mm -hmm. thing that I've been working on, is not working much on the weekend and saying that that's my break. If I'm going to do a little work, maybe only two hours early Saturday morning or something like that, but then really just completely give it all up. So that's what I've been doing lately. That's so nice. We all need to take time to just relax, unwind. Working all the time is is going to burn you out. Do you have any other tips to share about anyone who might be feeling burnt out? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the things that I might say, we already know. I mean, I, but, you know, things like meditation, you don't have to be a meditator to meditate. You can just put on music and just go to the corner, go outside and just just allow yourself to breathe. I think breathing is an underrated, an underrated skill. We all do it naturally, but we stop breathing sometimes, don't we? But those breaths, whether it's meditation or not, I think that it's important when we feel ourselves getting stressed, go out, breathe, put a little music up. Music is so powerful. We don't, a lot of us do not use music enough. Music can uplift you. It can energize you depending upon what you choose and it can relax you. Mm -hmm. I would say use music and your breath as much as possible, even for five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the afternoon, et cetera. That would be, I think, one of the tips that anybody can do. Such great advice. Leslie, this has been so amazing. And I, we could stay on the podcast with you forever and ask you a million more questions, but we will definitely follow up with a LinkedIn live and Instagram. So our audience can see you and not just, not just hear you on this podcast. And we're launching our entrepreneurs to circle. So our members will get to sign up and meet you. My final question today is what does being an entrepreneur mean to you? Oh, wow. It means so much. cannot tell you just just saying the word makes me feel good because for me it means being part of a whole solar system of women like yourself Stephanie and Courtney and so many more where we are all helping each other and collaborating and being able to be successful as a group as a community and so when I say entrepreneurista I feel like I am part of a special a special club, a special organization. And, and that really brightens every day knowing that I'm not alone. And none of us need to be alone when we have each other as entrepreneurs. You couldn't have said it any better. You're definitely not, not alone. And we're so grateful to have you in our life and as part of our community. And we're so thrilled that we can share you with the world and, and with our community and everyone gets to experience what we have by, by having you in our life, in our personal life and in our business life. So thank you for, for all you've done for, for us over the years. And I can't wait to see the impact you make as you get to meet so many more of the entrepreneurs and our entrepreneurs league community. For our entrepreneurs who would like to join our Entreprenista League and Circle community, you can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash circles. Leslie, how can everyone find you and follow you on social media and Instagram? Everyone can find me on Instagram at Circle Leadership Official and I'm on LinkedIn, Leslie Grossman. I'm on, not on Twitter so much. 
and I'm not on Facebook so much, but I'm on LinkedIn and on Instagram. And also you can reach me at my email address, Leslie Grossman Connect at gmail.com. And I'm giving that address because I'm going to have a new address. My new company is Circle Leadership. And hopefully by the time you hear this, you can find me on that too. And it would be Leslie at hercircleleadership.com. Thank you so much for being here, Leslie, and sharing your entrepreneurista journey and story with us. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenista.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead.